Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, a bit of an emergency podcast, um, if you will, um, seeing as we're not on our way back from a game, but there's a lot that's happened this week. It's um, been a busy week. It's a been a busy, a busy week. week. Not the most uplifting week or two to be a clan fan, would you say? Uplifting week or two, or, or three or four, maybe? Three or four. So, um, yeah. a lot to discuss. Yeah. Um, some of the bullet point headlines. Um, I guess the elephant in the room is the the seven competitive match losing streak that we're currently on. Yeah. The Malcolm Cameron interview where he basically puts the team on blast. The GM statement. The Dyson Stevenson signing. Uh-huh. And then maybe we look forward to the upcoming matches. Yeah. And there's a wee bonus, I think we might have a wee discussion around the clan OSC quiz that yep, we went to. Yeah, our first OSC night. Yeah, that was what, a week or two ago, last week? A week ago, yeah. Um, so I guess let, let's get into the, let's get let's get the, the neggy vibes the out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the losing streak. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a challenging one, I think, um, both um, on, on the ice and in some occasions off the ice. Yeah. Um... I guess we've watched the majority of the matches, probably of the seven games we've probably seen four, um, four, four or so. We've, we've streamed. Well, we've, we've obviously been to all the home games, and then we got the live stream for Guildford and um, uh, Manchester, Manchester Storm. Storm. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we start, it's kind of weird because it's almost as if we've got, in some ways we've got worse, in other ways we've got better. <laughs> Go on, please do elaborate on the better. Well, we've not had as many penalty minutes. Oh, no, yeah. So, so in one, I think the first few matches we were scoring quite a lot, but we were kind of conceding a lot of penalty, yeah. penalty plays. I think there was one, I can't remember what game was it, where it, I think there was literally like a period Pretty much, we were in the penalty box. It was like a good like yeah, twenty so, minutes worth of penalties. So I think if we if we break the games down, we had the three Challenge Cup game games, which we lost them both or all three of them, and two of them were at home. If memory serves me, first one was Fife, mm-hmm. um, which is I think when we started to look at least on paper, I thought the team starting to come together. Uh-huh. Um, we were 3-1 we're up in the second period You're thinking this is going fan dabby dozy We're getting some momentum And then somehow that finished up 6-5 to 5 <laughs> <laughs> And you're left going What on earth did I just watch there? And whilst the result wasn't great It actually was uh, quite an entertaining match I think whilst it was entertaining I guess it also highlights Maybe we weren't as good as we thought we were When we were playing a team that couldn't I think they didn't have a full bench. I think they were saying they were five players short. Yeah. Um, so the five at home match, whilst it was entertaining, kind of you shouldn't really be throwing a three-one lead away. Yeah, and I think that was two penalties. Um, now I can't remember if that's the match where Boesa came on, and um, maybe that was later on. But I think that might have been the next Dundee game. Yeah. So whatever match that was, Boesa came on and basically. Started fighting, got binned, uh, put in the sin bin in the penalty box, and then um, also got banned for the rest of the game or whatever it was. Very confusing to us and newbies what was actually going on <laughs> there. Um, and 
uh, yeah, so it kind of feels like he's had more penalty time than ice time. So we then Dundee at home in the Challenge Cup. Now this was one of these ones where you've taken your family along, you're hoping to sell it. Yeah. And um, and it was one of the dullest matches. Yeah, well, I think for starters, I think face-off from what I can remember was maybe about, was it seven or half seven? It was, the, yeah, it was seven. Seven. Um, and the game didn't finish till ten o'clock because of the recurring ice, uh, the net, net problems, which was just... Soul destroying. Yeah, and it was that coupled with the new power, power breaks, breaks yeah. which which have been canned now. Actually, I think they've announced the clan have announced they've they've canned it now. It, what's funny about it is when you're playing Fife and it's a high score and six five match, the power breaks actually were somewhat useful because you could sit and talk about what was happening. But see when the match is moving so slow as that Dundee match, where the goals kept coming off the ice, the clan weren't doing that well. It was just a bit disjointed. And then to make it worse, you've also got family there. And you're almost like, guys, it's not normally as slow as this. It's normally quite fast moving. It just, the game just didn't have any flow to it whatsoever. And then I see, I'm confused about the power breaks because were they, were the clan not contractually obliged, but were, were they kind of committed to having those power breaks regardless of what was happening in the ice? Because it just didn't make sense to me that they were having these kind of like stoppages with the net problems. Why would you not just shelf the power breaks for that game? Like, yeah, so because it, it was like issues with the ice and then like two seconds later it felt like power break, which was just totally killing any sort of momentum. I, th- I think that's where the power break, they th- should allow some kind of like uh, allowances for yeah. it. Where like in a match like that, maybe scrap, kind of scrap a couple of them. Because it really just did, it, that is probably what sent power breaks over the edge. I think from most of the like support is that it was already a slow match then get held up there. Um, so yeah, that was the two Challenge Cup matches that we saw. Um, and I think the three matches that we lost in total, I think pretty much rules us out of um, the Challenge Cup. I think we're pretty much yeah. uh, sitting ducks at this point and most of the, the games after this are kind of, to a certain extent, I think... Belfast, we've playing... We'll come on to that. Um, um, yeah, so we then move on to the four league matches, which I guess in this hockey world... The matches just come in thick and fast compared to, I guess, like a football match. It feels like yeah. football you get, you seem to only have like one a week, whereas in hockey we're already playing so many matches. Uh-huh. Just to cycle back, just to the Challenge Cup losses, I think what I found a bit frustrating as well is that I can't remember after what, what match it was, but Big Malky basically came out and basically oh, yeah. alluded to the fact that they were kind of, you know, treated as kind of like an extended pre season. Which, if you've spent, like, I can't even remember how much so, they were for your four-pack of clans. Nothing better than a four-pack of clans. Nothing better than a four-pack of clans. A bit of a slap in the face, I would say. If they, if they were a bit, if they were more transparent and said, look, guys, we're not expecting... I, I, don't, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know what their intentions were. Like, it, it seems like that would have been a good shot at actually kind of going for some silverware. They were stuck between a rock and a hard place because I think they'd, for whatever reason, started what looked like a week later in pre-season. And then I guess if the assaults weren't coming in, it was, I guess, an out to say they were using it as a warm-up. But at the same token as, uh, I think we spent, I think it was pretty much the best part of £150 on (laughs) three Challenge Cup matches and a pre-season friendly, um, you did kind of go, oh... 
And I guess the way the clan are playing now, which we'll come on to, it will make for some interesting stats to see what the attendance is like for the for this final yeah. um I think it's the final challenge cup match. Um but yeah, I th- I thought when they said that I think a lot of from what I saw on Twitter and different things online, a lot of people were a bit like, wait, so hang on, this is actually just a you're basically treating this as a friendly. Mm-hmm. Which I think suited the angle when we weren't really winning. Yeah. And I guess you can't really see that now in the, the league matches where we're now at four league losses, um, yeah. which is, you know, I didn't realise it. And I think I was listening to someone else uh, shout out to Clan in the Stands. Um, I think there was one of the guys there said they're 10% of the way through the season. And I was like, I didn't realise we'd played more than a, a handful of games. And to be fair, I think last season the total fixtures were 54 games and we've played four already. So it is nearly... 10% of the way through the season and we're at a 0% win percentage <laughs> um, I know we're sending a wee bit negative in this one but I think if you looked at it we'd to be fair we had a it wasn't the the first couple of matches weren't the easiest they were probably the ones that I think when you listen to like I think Malcolm in some interviews maybe with Clyde one way back before the season started said they were hoping to push either higher up the, the table than what they did last season which was what was it fifth or sixth sixth last season yeah I think I think they've always said oh we're a top four team and that's what they're kind of aiming for but well I, I mean it's still relatively early days but the mm-hmm. things are going right now yeah <sighs> things aren't clicking and I would say that the the first couple of games you'd like to have seen the result but we're playing some challenger teams the go for a way match, we watched it, and to be fair to the clan, they didn't they didn't play great, but they were they hung in there right in, if memory says me that was the one that was like the very last minute we did a sloppy yeah, line I think, change. I think the Guildford was it like thirty seventh seconds to go or something like that yeah. and scored a goal. So we, but uh, yeah. It just I, shows I, you I, that I, one wee mistake there, if they'd got a point or something exactly. from that Okay, maybe still at this stage there's still be questions being asked, but a point on the board might have gave us a bit of confidence, but that one wee change and I think if I could I wish I could remember off the top of my head, but I think it's all these wee manic one mistakes that end up costing us all these points where uh-huh. it's like Wesa getting into a fight that you know, takes him out of the game for a while and all these different kind of things. So we played Guildford away and I thought we actually looked okay, if memory serves me. We did alright. Considering Guildford were playing really fast, yeah, attacking, like better than whatever the previous game was. <laughs> so I thought, oh, we're, we're coming on to something there. There's obviously there obviously was a couple of things that that needed improved on, but we got beaten the last minute. Then we moved on to Sheffield Steelers at home, and my notes for this were it was one of the most dullest matches ever. But it was so boring. Yeah, and. I think that's probably the best thing we can say in that. Yeah, and it was quite a... a it was Thursday night, wasn't yeah. it? So obviously midweek. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be as busy as kind of like your Friday-Saturday night games, but it was, it was pretty quiet, which if I was um, big Gareth, the, the alarm bells would be starting to ring, which again, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to talk about shortly. But yeah, it was, it was just quite sad. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprising one because I felt even the the noisy purple army were even struggling to get their <laughs> yeah. to, to get the beat of the drum going there. Uh-huh. Um, so we had that. Then obviously the weekend just passed there, which is I guess 
we'll go into, which is probably the tipping point, I think, for a lot of the things that we're about to talk about, which was Cardiff away, um, man, which, to be fair, Cardiff, strong team, I think we both knew, I think everyone kind of knew that was going to be a tough gig to try and get something away there. Um, it seems if we came on to a game, because we finished 60, but I think from what I've heard, it seems like Cardiff maybe took their foot off the pedal. Mm-hmm. I think... The one where I think most people thought we've got a realistic chance of getting some points was away to Manchester Storm. Um, bear in mind, I think, was it last season they finished second bottom? Yeah, they Didn't make the playoffs. Um, you know, you're kind of thinking, I know that's not a sign of the future seasons, but you're thinking, this is, if all these teams go for Sheffield, Cardiff, you'd probably say these are the team we should be beating without really questions being asked. And, oof. We didn't really play great, if memory serves me. I think this was actually Ty Taylor, Taylor's first or first start. First yeah, start game. He, in the Cardiff game. He get I don't know. I don't know what period, but he get put in. Uh, yeah. And well, from what I've, the reaction I've seen online, he, he did all right. Yeah, from what from what I could tell, the in the Manchester game, he seemed to do all right. Um, I think. Um, I've, to me, didn't stand out as being the weakest link. And I think probably my kind of theme is, I know the goaltending situation has been a, quite a hotly debated topic between Drizzy and Ty Taylor and Ewan Simpson. And whilst I probably would agree that there potentially is a wee bit of an issue within there, I think the results are showing that I don't think we can solely focus the blame onto the goaltending situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of other things. You know, we've got... We're not scoring anymore. We went from scoring 10... What was it? In the pre-season matches and then a couple of chance cups for us. There's high-scoring games to now we can... Yeah. We're struggling to get anything. It's like literally just Laporte. Yeah. Who's, who's scoring anything. Laporte seems to be the kind of guy that's Putting kind of carrying up. forward. Yeah. And um, I think looking into some of the players, um, I think Laporte's obviously kind of... St- Going for it, I think he's not without his faults as well. I think there was a, the, I think the match, the last home match, I think he kind of switched his eye off a play a wee bit, and that was part of the reason we conceded the third goal. But he's trying to do the right thing, and he's he's getting he's obviously stacking up the points for us. But I think leading on to that, Laporte, we knew what we're getting when we signed him. McParlin, Dixon, I think were meant to be the hot topic, you know, the big ticket signings that were going to be the sharpshooters, the the mm. goal-getters. And uh, I think it's quite safe to say that a lot of these folk haven't quite lived up to their reputations as of yet. Um, something's just not quite clicking because you know, we saw the reaction when Dixon signed for us. It was, you know... Yeah, the, the Cardiff card- fans were devastated. Yeah, in, 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 I mean, unless this was a massive practical joke they're playing on us, <laughs> it's safe to say that I think we thought we were getting a steal um, and so far kind of not really living up to the hype. Is that maybe fair to say? I, you could argue, not going to pick out him solely, um, we'll go through a couple of people, but I think you could argue the whole team's not quite living up to what on paper we yeah. thought we were getting. I think that's, that's probably the more disappointing thing is that there's been so much hype kind of pre-season about how you know this is the most we've ever spent in a team and uh, these are kind of the uh, what do I want to say like pitfalls I guess from last year that we've rectified but n- none of that has materialised so 
I think I saw somebody tweet, it's the hope that kills you. So, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I think we, we started off strong in the I think first two pre-seasons in friend, friendlies. I think we're scoring goals, loads of goals. You're thinking, this is clicking, but we're conceding a lot of penalties. Whereas we're now, conceding a lot of goals as well. Conceding a lot of goals through, for the most part, Shoddy penalties and well. the defence. So you're thinking, well, we can rectify that. And now we've stopped scoring goals and we've got a shoddy defence. Mm-hmm. Now, we obviously, going back to the attackers, you've got McParland, again, who was teed up as being, you know, a European kind of top goal scorer that you almost thought, the impression I got was in an equivalent league. And you'd think this would have been no different or no harder. Mm-hmm. And he's not really found the back... I'd say I don't notice him as much when he's on the ice. No, generally. And then... Obviously, wah, macho wah. Um, he's kind of it's not found the same form as he maybe did last season. So who was, I was trying to remember who he was on a line with last season. It was like Laporte and Yellowhorn, wasn't it? I think potentially it is. Because uh-huh. um, I don't know if he's just... Who's on his line now? Laporte tr- and... I think, I think the think lines have changed. Jiggled around a bit. Uh-huh. Um, it's just it's not working or... I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Sometimes it can feel like we're focusing on defence because obviously that's a big issue. Um, we are. We've got what four D men at the moment. We've got what was it? Um, was it Bhutan out injured with a broken? I see a shoulder. So so shoulder for I think three months is the conservative estimate. Yeah. I then I heard what was it Massey is potentially. Injured after the last match of the year, so we're now down to four. Um, and yeah, and we have to play who's the guy? Shabot. Shabot. He's yeah. now playing Shabot, in the Shabot, yeah. Shabot. He's playing in the, and I think he's actually been, I thought he's actually been doing quite well. Yeah, I think he's been doing quite well, which kind of moves me on to Toth because yeah, it just crossed my mind when we were, I was thinking about the Manchester match, and I think Toth had this. If memory says me, scored an absolute cracker of a goal, mm-hmm. and you went, Poof, where did that come from? Because from what I can see, Toth's getting a wee bit of the end of the stick in social media at the moment. Um, and then quickly followed by that absolutely wonderful goal, <laughs> is then, but I, I think we were maybe even on a penalty, you know, knowing, the, knowing the way the season was going, we were maybe even on a penalty play, and their player just skated right up. Third goal, but behind Toth, and Toth didn't clear it, and the yeah. guy managed to get a shot right at the, that, the crease. As I would this say, this is what I don't understand. Right, like fair enough, you've got these uh, demon that can uh, put it between the pipes, aye, aye. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, I feel like he's 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 doesn't seem defensively minded any of our. I think there was one of the matches we went to. I think some some of the, there's none of them that are just kind of are kind of manning the the opposition's goals. They're just all over the joint. I think one of the matches we went to at home, it definitely felt like he was maybe a wee bit off the pace. It almost felt as if he was slow behind the people attacking at him. Uh-huh. Like it was as if they were just going skating rings round him a wee bit. Uh-huh. Now I totally get it. it's maybe look again. I don't think we're really we've just picked in some random players here, and I think we could safely say. Ninety nine percent of them have got a play a part to blame in the kind of results we're performing at the moment. Mm-hmm. But he was one that definitely stood out, and you know I think that's the big area that we need to try and f- focus on improving. Because if we don't improve that, we're going to be on a long road to the the end of the season. And I think we'll kind of, I guess, kind of move on to that. Um, 
I think we've kind of lambasted the team there for <laughs> for a fair wee bit. <laughs> um, which then led us to the interview with Malcolm Cameron post-match in Cardiff. Which, so that was the second last match of the weekend where... Oh, well, he made, when he made an apology. Where the tone had changed completely to he's made an apology. Now, now here's a question for you. Do you think that was sincere or do you think that was Malky with a gun to his head? I had to do an apology at that point. Well, there's a definitely... It seems to be various camps of folk you speak to or hear from that have the... Were either... Uh, He's, he's been told to say that behind closed doors yeah. or he's reading the room of um, hey, what's that club down south that released a statement very similar uh, Panthers the Panthers and you know I, I think even Malky's realising he's going to have to get the keep the fans on side because he's going into a t- tough set of fixtures as well and his coat is on a sugarly peg would you say well perhaps perhaps you know I'm I'm a I'm a I was going to say a proud owner of the Malky Puck t-shirt <laughs> and um, for my own interests I'm hoping that that's not a 20, 20 pounds short lived t-shirt Well luckily if uh, Malcolm Cameron gets binge you can easily cross out the P and put in an S and an S Malky sucks Alright, to me a wee bit Long day at work, long day at work It's been a long, long week um, So he basically going to Malcolm's interview he kind of um, basically Apologised and then, without saying it, sounded as if he kind of put the team a wee bit on notice. Mm-hmm. I think he was kind of implying that um, changes will be made if people don't look, uh, kind of live up to the standards that were expected. You see that? I, I kind of like heard it. If you know what I mean, I know I, I can't remember what game it was in. It was one where we took loads of penalty minutes, and he basically said, "Like if the discipline doesn't get better, people's yeah. ice time will be getting cut." And I know that's like a different issue with penalties. But did, did that did that change anything? Well, here's what I think it did. Because um, I think there was an interview, one of the recent home matches where we got beat. Well, we all got beaten them all. Um, where <laughs> was it? Cowney? If I made that up, was it Cowney or? Uh, yeah, he had one the, of the Brits. He, he had he didn't. Oh, what is he? Is he even a Brit? Anyway, but he um, did an interview where he basically came out and like looked as if he'd. Like was be, it was as if he knew his job was in the line there. The looked, the world on his shoulders, yeah, it was like he? no matter what um what's what's the chap called Craig the interviewer tried to put a positive spin on it. I don't think it, he was getting an answer that was positive coming yeah. out of that guy, and I think that's where I think we could see the way it is now starting to get felt in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. And I think Malky there is kind of I guess kind of acknowledging that things are going to have to change now. What are they going to change? Because. You know, I don't think we can really afford to lose any D men because we need we need to bring some in before mm-hmm. we can do that. But um, yeah, there's definitely some interesting uh, things going on there. Now, my knowledge going back to us being relatively rookie mm-hmm. hockey fans is that how do you like how do you how do you just sack someone like like is it just a payoff or whatever? I think from what I gather from a few helpful forum members over at the Purple, Purple Army Forum. The impression I seem to get is, for the most part, it's two weeks either way for mm-hmm. both the player and the club. And then it, there's probably some caveats within there. And then for the Brit players, it tends to be a bit longer. Now, I'm sure it's obviously more complicated than that. But I'm sure there must be a few players um, that must be sitting thinking, if I don't make an impact here, 
then I could be getting shipped. Now the difficulty with that is it might make, mean that those players start to try too hard and then actually dig themselves an even bigger hole. Mm. But moving on to the kind of, I guess, um, next kind of thing that um, happened was Gareth, or after the Malcolm Cameron saying that, we had the match where we lost and then immediately after we lost that final match of the weekend, the clan came out almost immediately after and what was it they said something like yeah it was a it was a wee bit wide the tweet i think it was like something to cheer cheer you up on a sunday something like that something to cheer you up it was yeah it was something that something it was like four it it must have been it was less than an hour after the 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 match had finished and they announced the signing of dyson stevenson last season's captain Mm -hmm. um which you know, was that a deflection from the result? I'm mean, hasn't. I guess it was already. It was obviously a done deal from then, and I guess it was hoping to be a positive spin. Yeah, but it the was timing very just sharp. did look quite suspect. And I, I, with hindsight, you wonder if that should have been done after Gareth's, Gareth's well, statement. Exactly, I know that's what I was thinking as well. So I, I guess there's a few discussion points from there, and obviously we knew we saw a fair few matches last season with Dyson Stevenson. And them, so I'm not going to pretend we know too much about him, but he was injured. I think for quite a lot of last season. He was injured a fair bit, but I think um, he obviously must have done something right to have been named the captain um, Mm -hmm. um, above quite a lot of the other people in the team. And you know, I think from what I could tell last season, we had a fairly good team spirit, albeit maybe not the the best players potentially. So I wonder if that's what he's been brought back to do to try and fill in a bit of a role of like. Um, trying to get the team a bit more gelled together because at the moment it's a wee bit disjointed. I don't know. I'm just. I'm, I. I just don't know what impact he's going to have when you've got guys like Dixon, who I thought he kind of fulfilled that role down in Cardiff. So why can't he do the job? What, what makes us think that Dyson's going to? Yeah, different? I, think, I don't know. I think Dyson, from what I, from what I gather, is he's, he can be a bit of a game changer. He can kind of flip the game in its head, whether it's through a fight or just getting involved in ruffling some feathers. Mm-hmm. Which at the moment, I guess you could probably say we've maybe been a wee bit more passive in that regard sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think we've played a few teams where it can sometimes feel like they've started noising us up and started to get the results of changing the momentum. And that may be what he brings. It might be that actually he's not maybe the best hockey player I don't know hopefully hopefully he's obviously great but maybe he actually is kind of someone that can kind of get the team rallied up and round mm-hmm. I guess it obviously leads to the question of if he was that good why didn't we sign him at the start of the season now I guess we'll never know that answer and maybe we did try to sign him and maybe he had he was waiting another op- another offer and maybe actually we just never tried to sign him and he's joined us now um, because he's a last resort signing I'd has I guess it was probably the first one mm-hmm. um, that he was maybe waiting on a better offer or seeing what else was available but I guess we'll see I, I, I would say it's a positive signing but he's a known quantity but I guess we thought that about a whole pretty much the majority of the team that they signed we thought were known quantities yeah. and they kind of haven't performed but I'm going to go on a limb positivity um, he's going to turn it around for us Monday Dyson Monday Dyson Right, when can I get on that clan, clan shop online and buy that kit package, get a sock <laughs> off him or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, I did think, the, the one thing about it that I did think was a wee bit strange is, I guess he was a captain last season, now you've got Waz a captain this season. Yeah, what that, does that do for the dynamic? That must be slightly strange, but hopefully it works, because 
they're both good players. I think the the one thing when you look at the signings, we should be signing it. I think going with, goes without saying we should be signing, hopefully signing some D men, mm-hmm. unless they've got some plan to move some of the attacking people into D positions. But I think most fans, after what's going on, I think would have preferred a D man to have been signed first. That mm-hmm. might have like you know went right. We're getting bolstered in defence. We're taking this seriously. Not to say anything with Dyson, but I think timing wise, that would have been great. But I guess. It's not like the preseason where you can kind of time your signings. You just need to get them in and in yeah. the team. It'll eventually leak out if 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 you don't announce it. But I think when you look at some players, if we're going to sign attacking men into the team, I think one of the ones that I guess maybe we never appreciated as much as we maybe should have last season was the Bolton. Colton Yellowhorn. The marching man. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he had... Um, I think he actually had a pretty good season. I think he might have been the guy who played in the line with, like you were saying earlier, with yeah. Watt. I think he, and I think he was a good, um, again, this is, I'm not sure if this is the correct term, because as we once again state, we are hockey noobs. I think he was quite good at feeding uh, Watt. So I don't remember him actually scoring too many goals last mm. year, but I think he had a lot of assists. Yeah, and I think... I think leading on from that, I had a quick look at his stats from Check you from this season. Yeah, look, doing my research, taking this seriously. <laughs> this is the only bit of facts you're probably going to hear from the, the show. Um, I had a look at his stats and I thought, was I making that up? So, obviously, he's moved to Coventry Blaze, yeah. who are now, ironically, sitting top of the table. Um, on that note, did you see the statement they put out? No. Well, I didn't see it, but I, I heard about it, and I tried d- desperately searching, like didn't resort to the dark web, but I was tempted to go down that route to try and find it. Uh, apparently, they put out a statement after our statement, like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, we only had a two-point weekend and not a four, like the last few weekends or something like that." Just a trolling statement. Yeah, which, that's, that's quite funny. Kick us when we down. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that, yeah. um, but cool. so I looked up his stats and I thought, have I made this up? Am I maybe idolising the marching man here? <laughs> and um, no, Coventry Blaze sitting t- top, of the, top of the league. Um, I think they've got eight points from four. I could be making that up. Um, but Colton Yellhorn was sitting with eight points in his four matches. Nice. That was, and, that was, and I think you were right, I think it was five assists and three goals maybe I can't remember what it was um, oh, last last oh I was just looking yeah I mean last season he had 11 goals and 44 assists that's not bad that's actually better than I thought it was I, that's where I, I was surprised he wasn't re-signed I just don't know I if know, he was I would like, like to popular... know like who was actually um, what's the word like who, who, who did we actually reach out to yeah, because I think we're sitting on our high horse here, thinking yeah, that, like thinking that we've, we've tried to change the team up and maybe we actually did try to sign some of these guys and they've maybe got bigger offers yeah, on the table. down south. So I would have thought he would have been quite a good shoe for the attacking uh, places, but I think the D-men, and we do know absolutely nothing about uh, hockey to know any D-men going, so... Uh, Good luck to that. Although I did see some funny. I think there's a guy called like Luca or something like that. Like, I think he'd had like yeah, a, a four month ban. He was smoking the wacky backy from what I can remember, and um, 
had a band. I can't remember how many ones he had a band for, but that band has now lapsed. I mean, I think he's like a left wing attacker or something like that. I've made that up, but <laughs> totally not. I totally not the thing I think we're needing. I think we're just needing D-Men at this point if we're uh, looking to spend our money. So I that was a uh, so Dyson signed. That was a long way of going about it, but um, I think we've covered him comprehensively. Mm-hmm. So then we announced that, and I feel a bit bad for him because it's probably got mixed emotions. There's people going, "Is he the guy to solve the problem?" I'm going to go out on a limb, positive as he is, but um, probably maybe not the best timing of it. Then the next morning, um, Gareth and it gives his statement on the kind of disappointing results, all this kind of stuff. And to be fair, there's nothing... I, I didn't mind the statement, to be fair. I, I know it's... I, I can see online it's going one or two ways. Yeah. I, I, I think he said all that he could say. I think the one thing that I kind of think would have went down a bit better, because we'd watched something similar... Um, was it either on one of the streams? But it was I think a I vid- Cardiff. I think it was... Their GM Todd, eh? Someone, someone. Big Todd, right? Just call Big, it Todd. Big Todd and Cardiff. <laughs> um, but he did a video where I think he was apologising for power breaks and yeah, something else. Yeah, it was basically else. like, look, I put my, I hold my hands up. I made a bad call. There was yeah. that, and there was there was something else. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was just that transparency. Yeah, like you don't usually get from the clan. Yeah, I think um, that's where I think Gareth could have done well with putting out a kind of sincere video to say, yeah. look, it's not going our way. Um, kind of basically statement in a video form because I think that Todd, it really, I'm not even a Cardiff fan, but I went, if I saw that, I'd go, look, that guy's just owned up to some of maybe the mistakes and it seemed genuine and sincere. Then we're watching a couple of the like Dundee stars. Uh, or Fife what was their match uh, Dundee Re- Reach for the Stars I would say Reach for the Stars but I don't know if that's, like, that's an exclusive so, so it was Reach for the Stars and it was like a kind of behind the scenes of their practice yeah, and things like that and it was quite well done. it was actually really good and definitely going to keep watching them and to be fair to the clan we've seen a few like promo videos of what was it Who Let the Dogs Out I know um, it was a uh, Bad boys, bad boys. Yeah. What you gonna do? <laughs> so it was the bad boys. Like it was a promo video for one of the home games, and oh, it was really like well done. it was really well done. You had some of the guys on the bench, like during a match, kind of almost like singing those lyrics, and it was it was very well shot. And I think if the one thing I have noticed about being at the arena is I've seen it along the side and some of the penalty boxes. A few guys were like cameras and stuff yeah, like that. So I'm so hoping that we they can... got a videographer on uh, on call. Yeah, so I hope they can kind of start to do something like that because I think it would make us a bit more engaged yeah. with the team. But um, we're going back to Gareth's statement. I think basically said our expectations is we should be competing in the top half of the table, which I think goes without saying. I think that's been quite clear that they want to finish higher than where they have been. Mm-hmm. But I think the one that came out is and start competing for silverware was the one that, you know, I think that's what we wanted to hear. And that's, I guess, what we all thought on paper. We had a chance. And going back to the point you made earlier, you know, I think most people, from what I gather, my loose understanding is that the most likely areas you're going to win it are the Challenge Cup or the playoffs. Yeah. And that's where going to the Challenge Cup, you go, we kind of feels like we maybe flung that away. I know, ben, but that come... doesn't make any sense if you're saying that's one of your ambitions is to compete for silverware, but then when you're... Your chance to do that, you're just, I don't know, 
disregarding it, I suppose. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just maybe the way... But like you said, is that just uh, not like covering up for... Yeah, I I think Malcolm's only recently started to come out and maybe start to show a wee bit of critique to the players. And I get there's a certain part of management where you've got to kind of... You know, protect the players a wee bit, but I guess you cut, you go by so many matches that you kind of it becomes your job that's on the line if you yeah. do that too much. And then I think the, the I guess the, the the scathing moment of Gareth's statement was, rest assured, difficult decisions will be made. Be interested to see what follows of that because um, I think if we lead on to the upcoming matches section of the podcast, <laughs> don't worry, I don't think that's a recurring section. <laughs> um, we have got. Um, a tough few uh, matches ahead of us. Yeah, on the trot. Um, I think we've got Belfast in the Charles Cup, which is a bit difficult because I think they're dead rubbers for us. But it'll be good to see. I uh, well, obviously I think Friday. This Friday's game is the first game Dyson's going to be back for us, so it'll we'll be good to see if the dynamic has changed somewhat obviously I'm not really kind of going into it expecting us to take, take anything away but yeah I think uh, I think I think we're kind of interested to see that if you see forward momentum I think that's what the fans will be looking for because yeah, we know exactly. we know Belfast is going to be a tough tough one to crack but it'll be interesting to see the attendance for this one um, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just the four pack of clanners <laughs> that are there because I don't think there's a lot of motivation to go out and see one, a tournament you're pretty much knocked out of. Two, one that's been you know fairly obviously disregarded to a certain extent is something we're not really competing, we're treating as a practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I think a lot of people for that already have the four-pack of clan might have decided not to bother going. Yeah. Um, but the positives are, which probably doesn't help Malkin team, is that whilst they're dead rubbers, it gives us a good week to kind of get into shape for the the, the match in the league um, Coventry mm-hmm. who you know as we we're just talking about them Yellowhorn uh, Coventry are a team that are on form and sitting top of the league if memory serves me yeah um, so it's going to be a tough few matches upcoming so we'll see how that goes but I think at the end of the day Belfast won or two matches that they've got they're going to have to just try and use them to try and get the team running so that hopefully we can put up a fight against a strong flowing uh, Coventry team mm-hmm. um, and I hope Yellowhorn doesn't do the march dance against us uh-huh. um, so yeah it's going to be a quite a tough upcoming time but hopefully we can get a couple of D-men in and that and Dyson will have the, the effect that's right. desired to get the team flowing yeah. Um, so yeah I think as part of our bonus part of the, the podcast, mm-hmm. a wee bonus element, a wee bonus supplement. A wee for, bonus. A wee Brucey bonus for all you listeners out there. Um, we joined OSC um, and we are obviously the most coolest um, clan fans for the most Go part. On, yeah. Going. So we decided to go outside our comfort zone and go to the clan OSC quiz. Yeah, I think I coerced you into kind of going over obviously got like the OSC table that's at uh, game nights and I kind of forced you to go over and sign up to it yep I so, don't really know what I was thinking but I just I, well, I like a quiz so why I, not the, I, I'm kind of the polar opposite I'm absolutely hopeless at quizzes 
like terrible. I'm just there for the banter, and as you can tell, maybe not the best banter. <laughs> um, so we went to the clan quiz. We were a wee bit nervous because obviously we're not the most historically knowledgeable people on the club mm. um, or hockey for that matter. But we arrived, got to, I think we were at table 14, I think it was, and um, we arrived and those two lovely ladies who are kind of very welcoming and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of put us at ease a wee bit about the whole quiz night as it would be about the clan and we're just talking generally about the clan they've sold us and going to one of the Belfast away matches at Christmas but you know absolute solid teammates to have and we're also joined by another I think it was mum and son Uh Um, and they were obviously like you know people are into the clan and they start saying things like oh season one season Uh two and all that kind of stuff you're like these guys (laughs) we're like we don't even know what season we joined or just that, last season this is our season number, one yeah. this is our season one so I don't know it's season 10 I don't know where we are <laughs> so they were they were all very welcoming um, considering uh, we are kind of pretty vocal in saying we don't know too much uh, yeah. but they kind of explained a lot about the different league uh, the, the league and the different places and I think we're probably now determined to try and go to as many of the away match matches stadiums or away team stadiums as we can Obviously yeah. not this se- all this season, but um, I think the main thing that sold me was, and you know, the, the things I should have been brought up a lot sooner, in my opinion, is that um, Belfast have a subway gun. So, like the t-shirt cannon, it fires subways. Can I tell you something as well? I looked up on YouTube uh, a video of it. I, I, I don't know why, I'm just intrigued. And the subway cannon is in the shape of a subway as well, which I think that really... Oh, that's a bit of a spoiler. Oh, sorry. No, don't be. <laughs> um, I, I did not expect that. I just, I naively just assumed it'd be like I've a t-shirt cannon flow. So many of questions. Like, is it toasted? Like, is it going to come to you hot? Like, or is it just going to be like a cold ham and ham salad? Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, tuna. No, they wouldn't or fire tuna, a tuna. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's they can't fire smelly. it. I mean, well, manara. That's too messy. No, that maybe they do that to the wee fans and just to. A white, a white hockey <laughs> top That'd be quite true. a good sabotage <laughs> So that sold us in that So I think we're going to try and get ourselves booked onto the OSC bus For yeah. um, Belfast Belfast at the kind of Christmas break time, yeah. December 27th I think it is yes. So so we went over our teams So there's the six of us And then how they kind of drew the teams Like players From the actual clan team Is a, like you go and draw a number out of the hat for that player to go and sit at. So I think at the start there was um you know quite a lot of the I think you'd call them the A-list uh, celebrities of the the team were starting to kinda dwindle as they got to table twelve. So I think you know you had Wah, Laporte, um and all these different kind of guys they were all getting drawn out and then it starts windling down. They're going, Oh, who am I gonna get? I'm not gonna well, name any of them wait, just in case Oh, I was gonna speak about our kind of uh, first team name that we thought of that yeah. was player based yeah so we um, yeah we we had a team name already thought out and I guess he probably falls into the controversial players of the season <laughs> I think he's very Marmite looking at online mm-hmm. but um, it was Drizzy um, getting, getting quizzy with Drizzy getting quizzy with Drizzy was our number one so the team actually beside us got Drizzy yeah and I won't lie we all groaned when that happened and he I, I kind of feel bad because he must have thought, why are they all like so? Yeah, it, like, why it, are they reacting like it that? It kind of um, came across very like passive aggressive, <laughs> as if we were sarcastically saying, <laughs> oh. "Oh, we didn't get Drizzy." When actually, we actually, did we want actually Drizzy. wanted Drizzy. Yeah. Um, 
uh, apologies for calling him Drizzy as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it probably came across as like really rude. But we actually ended up with uh, one of the assistant captains uh, in Mitch Jones, which was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> um, he was a good laugh at the table. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a bit of a language barrier in some regards. Yeah. Well, first of all, our team our team name was hold on, let me ask you Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry, Red Roll. <laughs> so the purpose of it was to put the quiz master into a bit of a tongue twister uh-huh. position. So, but we we explained this, I think, to Mitch and um, sh- shall I do the accent? Go for, give it a bash. What's a Larry? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, not not realizing that what, a lorry in America is a truck. Yeah. So it it, it just really. You're so tongue- that was like set the tone. Yeah. So you're trying to say tongue twist and a thick accent, yeah. and then. It was just like one of those ones where it was like this. This isn't going to go anywhere. But he actually, um, he was good in the sports um, in different rooms like that. Yeah. He was very funny. He told some um, some funny stories that um, maybe we'll we'll save for a a Patreon. Can't remember, we've got a Patreon. Um, <laughs> like uh, a podcast in all time. But he, um, that's behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe save some of them. But he he was actually good to have in the team. Um, uh, very nice. So overall, the quiz went really well. To be fair, and I guess going back to our newbies, mm-hmm. um, there was a quiz section that was all photographs of like old clan players. Which, to be fair, I wish we could remember the. There's a photo out there somewhere, and hopefully we'll find the lady that um, has it. But they got ten out of ten. They were amazing. They're like knew all this knowledge. It was incredible. But we were sitting going, see if we were on a team by ourselves, we would have been, it would have been zero oh, for ten. I would have been embarrassed. Not a clue. <laughs> we would have been doing a clan, pretty yeah. much, bottom of the table. Um, so we would have stood not a chance. Uh, well, I was going to talk about where we placed. Yeah, so um, obviously the team that we're playing with, a few of the folk had mentioned it finished <laughs> in the top five a few times. And I think quite quickly on we kind of said to them, look, you need to lower your expectations because we are, we are bringing nothing, we are bringing nothing down. Although I, I did get a few questions in the old uh, places in Glasgow yeah. part, but um, uh-huh. our position was... 10th or 11th, I think, out, out of... 17? 16, 17. 16, 17. Yeah. It's not the worst. It was, it was very close. H- however... Two things. So the last question was um, how many penalty minutes did Frank, Chris Frank yeah, something Frank. Uh, have? And we thought it was, we thought the question was worded as um, how many penalty minutes did Chris Frank, former clan player, have across his overall career? So we, we I think, put down like 1,000, like, I don't know, I Hi, guess off four digits based off Mitch. To be fair, he said double it. Mitch did say double it, yeah. Um, but bear in mind, we don't know who Chris Frank is. Oh, but right. he was—he seems like a character that I would love to see. Yeah. Um, apparently, just uh, like oh, a, he does a oh, dance. Yeah, on the podcast, it's hard to dis- like, show you, but basically, like blows his fingers as if they're guns. If that makes sense, yeah. like goes pow, 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 <laughs> as he finishes the fight. So that was quite an interesting character. And the, the fair, our team are full of stories about this guy. Uh-huh. Um, so we had that part. Then there was the other part where, like this. By the way, just to be clear, we totally don't care. Um, oh, I know, but I like I just like pretended. Yeah, but it was like the the people at one ended up with like 
an amount of points or was it like more than what yeah, the total it was, like was? 49 and a half but I think the total number of points you could have scored was 45 also a bit sus that but now I, I don't want to start any conspiracy theories but the team that did win were the, the furthest away from the Quizmasters table where a cheeky little Google would have gone unnoticed <laughs> now not pointing any fingers, but how did Jordan Moesa guess Silverstone for that, that answer? And he also won about 15 things in the he raffle. Did suspect something is going on there. Um, just to, as a total disclaimer, um, if you're at table 17, I'm guessing you probably would have Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> 100% if we were right at the end. Um, obviously, we're not saying they did. We're obviously being a bit facetious and sore losers. Um, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, it was actually a really, really well put on event, yeah, and it was like good. I think, as we've all probably experienced, um, when we've went to various different types of quiz events, they can either be like incredibly good or absolutely terrible. And I think this definitely fell into the incredibly good category. Um, it was a perfect balance between quizzing and then a bit of time to kind of chat. And I think that's where, to be fair, the the, the hosts or the organisers in the Clano SC. Um, did really well with I guess they kind of must have put a fair thought into some of those teams but you know there's obviously a few folk there that are big groups kept together then obviously folk like us that they've you know peppered in with some folk that obviously know their stuff mm-hmm. um, and were very welcoming and really sold the clan like we are heavily invested now uh, and to kind of hopefully go into some of the away trips when we can mm-hmm. so the, cl- the quiz night was uh, I would say a big success Two thumbs up. Two, double thumbs um, is that a saying? <laughs> Don't know. So I would highly recommend whenever the next one is that you go along to it because it was really well done. And I think the next event is a um, bowling night. Oh yeah, it's a bowling night. I won't lie, I don't think I've been bowling in, well I, I haven't been bowling in years and I think the last time I went bowling I had to put the bumpers up. I don't know if when you're playing in a, with a team of professional athletes is the best look. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll I still think be if there. We do that. We need to be better practice. Yeah, we'll we'll probably still be there if um, bumpers or not. Because um, <laughs> I think we've I think I've seen that. That's probably maybe the most well photographed and publicised one probably yeah. from previous seasons. And it's always been something I've been. Oh, can I wish we'd went to it or whatever. So um, we're looking forward to that one. I actually, to look up and put that in the calendar. Um, but I the the OSC quiz night would highly recommend going mm-hmm. to it. Um, I think that kind of brings the the, the show the podcast to a wrap. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, it's been a wee bit maybe depressing moaning about the clan for an hour. It's the first episode, <laughs> um, but hopefully, as hopefully after this weekend, we'll have maybe we'll have some surprise good news. As an unnamed clan friend said to me, we're only three weeks in, so um, plenty more to go. We've got our uh, 95% of the season left to go so mm-hmm. um, won the clan won the clan